0: Hello, and welcome to week 26 of L.K. Lawrence Presents Who Unplugged the Stars, A Tale of Two Cowards. I'm glad to see you joining me again. I'm sorry I'm a day late. I just had some um, emergency that came up uh, Thursday night and then headed to work the next day and just, you know, blah, blah, blah. And here it is Saturday. So, um, we're going to be reading the chapter Slip Sliding and i'm glad you're joining us and let's get this show on the road <music> slip sliding With November came loads of snow that usually would stick around through the rest of the year, making it very difficult for my lightweight beater of a car to plow through. So at times like that it was always iffy as to whether my car would successfully transport Sam and me to our destinations, especially since it was too cold to ride on his motorcycle. However, the last few days proved different from the norm in that most of the snow was melting with what we Utahns considered warm weather, and in its wake were puddles of water or residue of the snow that had been there. I loved that the snow was going away. Unfortunately, when I got up one Sunday, I noticed that the temperature had fallen. The yellow-brown dead grass on the lawns was visible, but because of the low temperature, we would have to deal with ice instead of snow. Yes, ice, the leading instigator of cars sliding into cars and the breaking of human limbs due to slippage. Ice was death for my little lightweight car, which was unable to gain any traction for going anywhere. If I wanted to experience bumper cars, then my car was perfect for that. There were so many times I'd be driving on ice, unable to steer or stop my car as I slid through traffic, traffic lights, or from lane to lane. Often, the only way to stop it was by allowing it to crash into any available bank of snow. Luckily, policemen were very understanding when they pulled up to help dig my car out of the bank they'd just witnessed me crash into. Uh, I don't like driving in the snow. Oh, man, I bet there's a ton of ice out there, I groaned to no one in particular. As I looked out our living room window, Rosie laughed as she walked into the kitchen. (laughs) What makes you think there's ice? Just look at the puddle next to that bush over there. Doesn't mean it's all over the place. Oh, it's all over, I assured her. Hopefully Sam can get his roommate's truck because my little tin can will be of no use today, I said as I dialed Sam's number. Morning, Sam, I said cheerfully when he picked up. Hello. It sounded like I had woken him, so I asked the obvious. Did I wake you? I could hear fumbling of objects, and then a crash as something fell on something. Uh, yeah, it's only seven in the morning. What do you want? Oops, sorry, I said cheerfully. Well, he asked impatiently. Okay, okay, there's a lot of ice on the ground. My little car will be useless. Can you get your roommate... Gracie, Rosie called from the kitchen. Gracie, she called again, coming into the living room. Hold on, I told Sam and turned towards her. What? Why don't you guys come with Stephen? He'll bring his Jeep. Really? Is he? I started but turned my head when I heard Sam groan in my ear. So I said to him, stop being so grumpy and hold on. I turned back to Rosie. Will Stephen stop and pick up Sam before he comes over here? I don't see why not, but you'll have to get off the phone so I can call and check. That would be great, I said. Sam? Sam? Oh, what? Stephen's going to pick you up today before coming here. I'll call you and let you know the time. Okay, 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 but church isn't until ten, so don't call back for a couple of hours. Whatever. Sorry to wake you from your beauty sleep. Without even saying goodbye, I heard the click of his receiver in my ear. Oh, I hate it when he does that. I turned to Rosie, but she wasn't there. She'd gone back into her room, so I followed her. Hey, Rosie. Yeah. If it's okay with Stephen, just let me know the time so that I can call the brat and tell him. I said laughing. What a boob. I'm sure he'll be okay with that. Besides, he likes Sam, she said. Knowing that I wouldn't need to drive the icy roads to church, I was able to relax and enjoy my morning. And with the expectation of seeing Sam, as usual, I took extra care in what I wore and how I looked. I chose a white straight skirt and blousy top with a black belt and suede shoes to match. To avoid wrinkling my outfit, I opted out of wearing my winter coat. I didn't think I'd need it, since we wouldn't really be out in the elements for long that day. However, climbing up to get into the Jeep was tricky due to its oversized tires and elevated body, especially when wearing a straight skirt. It probably wasn't the best outfit to wear, but I looked good if I said so myself. With the help of Sam lifting me onto the seat, I was able to get in with a little bit of dignity intact. Why did you wear a skirt like that when you know you're going to climb into a jeep? Sam asked impatiently. She looks very nice. Leave her alone, Rosie told him. Yeah, Sam, you're treading on thin ice, Stephen chimed in with a chuckle. Oh, she looks nice and she knows it, Sam responded as he stepped up to sit on the bench seat next to me. Stop being in such a bad mood. I scooted away to make room for him and thank you for the compliment, I said in a perky voice, smiling at him. All he did was shake his head while rolling his eyes. After a couple minutes, I knew he was out of his bad mood when he draped his well-defined arm across the back of the seat and gently pushed me on my shoulder while looking out the window. I couldn't hide the smile that was on my face. Once Stephen had parked the Jeep near the curb, we had to climb out. I wasn't looking to Ford's looking forward to sam's bad mood returning so i tried to exit by myself which was proving difficult with my skirt oh hold on sam said with a chuckle as he turned and saw my effort let me help you and putting his hands around my waist he lifted me down (laughs) i do love playing the damsel in distress thinking that i would have sam's help getting back into the jeep i wasn't too worried as we walked toward the church building However, after church, when the four of us arrived at the Jeep, we all went to our respective doors to get in. Then I heard my name called, Gracie! Gracie! I turned to see another friend, Mary, approaching me, so I met her halfway while the others got into the Jeep. What's up? I asked. Will you be able to help with the talent show next month? She asked. Do I have to perform in it? "'No, just be on the committee to organize,' she said. "'Shrugging,' I said, "'Yeah, sure.' "'Great. I'll call you later this week and give you more details.' "'Okay. I'll wait to hear from you,' I said as we separated, her down the hill and me up the hill to the jeep. "'My friends were already in the jeep, "'and none of them were aware or heard me approach. "'So they were so involved in their conversation, "'and both the music and the jeep engine were so loud.' So I grabbed the handle to open the door and I had stepped off the curb onto what looked like a little patch of snow when suddenly my feet slid out from under me and I slid right under the car. The only saving grace was that I was holding onto the door handle, which kept me from actually lying on the ground. Uh, guys, I called. Can someone help me? My calls for help were drowned out by the engine and music, making my three friends oblivious to my problem. Uh, guys, I called again. Help! They continued laughing and chatting, and with the music playing, they still couldn't hear me. I tried to dig my heels into the ice to gain some traction to help pull myself up, but I didn't want to ruin my new suede shoes, so I just hung there. I thought about letting myself fall to the ground and get out from under the Jeep that way, but I didn't want to ruin my outfit. I thought I could pull myself up by the handle, but regrettably, I didn't have enough upper body strength to accomplish that, so there I hung. I called out again, Sam, Rosie, Stephen, and still no response. "'Why hadn't Sam remembered that he needed to help me get into the Jeep? "'Why didn't they realize I wasn't in the car with them?' "'I asked myself in disgust. "'Still holding onto the door handle, "'under the car with just my arms and head visible, "'I looked around and saw three guys, "'or should I say angels, walking my way. "'In desperation, I tried to get their attention "'by moving my head and called out, "'Help!' "'When they saw me, they ran to my aid.' The first angel, dressed in a dark suit, shouted to my friends, Guys, don't move the jeep, called the second angel as he ran up and hit the fender hard a couple of times to get their attention. That was when Sam, Rosie, and Stephen all turned to see what was causing the commotion. And there stood my three angels, helping me out from under the car. My friend's laughter died on their lips, as it should the bums. There you go said the first angel as he helped me onto the sidewalk, while the second angel, who only wore a dress shirt, opened at the neck and dress slacks, helped to steady me and make sure I wasn't standing on ice. "'Gracie! Are you okay?' asked Rosie. I only glared at her. "'Thanks, guys. You saved my life and my shoes, I hope.' I said, laughing as I looked at the heel of each shoe for scuff marks. I was so embarrassed it was difficult to look them in the eyes. What happened? asked the first angel. I was just opening the door when I stepped on what I thought was snow, I said, pointing to the patch of ice. Luckily, I was holding onto the handle when these new shoes slid right out from under me, I said. Why didn't you just let go and crawl out? asked the second angel, his face scrunched with curiosity. I I didn't want to ruin my outfit or shoes, I said, embarrassed at how silly it sounded. I looked at the guys to see their reaction. Only for a moment did a hint of smile play on the second angel's lips. Oh, they all said in unison as they nodded their heads in understanding. Hesitantly, I asked, Can someone help me into the jeep so I don't slide under again, Please? Sam began to get out of the jeep, only to be stopped by the third angel, who up until then had only observed, but then came forward and opened the door as he took my arm and carefully lifted me up on the bench, seat next to where Sam sat. Then he gave me a shy smile as he stepped back, and I swear, if he'd had a cowboy hat, he would have tipped it to me. I no longer saw his reddish, pockmarked face slightly hidden by his glasses and his western wear, "'but instead a possible Clark Kent. "'Thank you,' I said, smiling as sweetly as I could "'while the first angel stepped forward and closed the door. "'I was so embarrassed. "'What happened?' asked Stephen. "'I thought I was stepping on snow, "'then turned out to be ice, and I slipped under your jeep. "'Luckily, I was holding on to the handle when it happened. "'You should have called for help,' said Sam. "'I did.' Why didn't you just let go of the handle and then crawl out? Stephen, said Rosie. She's wearing a white skirt and top that would have been ruined. Are your new shoes okay? Rosie asked. Yeah, I think so, I said again, looking at, at my shoes from different angles. No thanks to you, I accused Sam. You guys didn't even notice I wasn't in the Jeep. What did you think I was doing that was taking so long? i asked pouting i hardly spoke on the drive home of course it would be me who'd slip on ice and go into the car who does that me obviously once we arrived home sam made a point of getting out of the car first open my door and lift me down we don't want to lose you under the car again he joked but at least we'll know where to look (laughs) ha 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 so funny i smirked at sam "'I'm so embarrassed,' I said and put my hands up to hide my face. "'Why?' asked Rosie. "'Yeah, it could have happened to anyone,' chimed in Stephen. "'I just looked at him in disbelief until Sam came up from behind me, "'put his hands on both my arms and held them tightly against my chest "'as he directed me towards the apartment door. "'Is he publicly showing some PDA?' I wondered. "'No.' "'It wouldn't happen to anyone, just Gracie. "'She'll do anything for a laugh,' he said. "'Now I knew why he held my arms that way. "'Not to show affection, but to protect himself "'as I tried to swing my forearm back to hit him. "'I do not!' I began to laugh. "'You're such a jerk!' "'I pulled away from him "'and walked into the apartment, followed by the others.' Who'd slide under a car for a laugh? Well, that does it for this week's reading. Again, I apologize for not getting it out on Friday so that those of you could listen to it. But I do appreciate your checking in and listening to it now. Um, I hope you enjoyed. It's a short read. But I hope you enjoyed the chapter, and um, I look forward to you joining next week for the chapter titled California Here I Come. And um, we are getting towards the end of the book soon. Again, um, I'm not a professional. This is my first book, so it's not perfect, and I get it, but I really appreciate your um, loyalty in listening each week. It's good to know that, you know, you guys (laughs) must have nothing else to do, so you'll listen to my readings, but I love it anyway. Uh, Thanks again to all of our friends from around the world, and I look forward to you joining us next week. But in the meantime, have a fabulous week, have a fabulous um, weekend, and please never, ever forget or be afraid Unplug the Stars. See ya!